Look, guys, I know the pandemic was hard on a lot of us. I get it. I really do. But now it's time to get back to normal. And what a better way to get back to normal than to go back to sporting events, to return to concerts. I mean, I already can't wait to start adding to my bucket list with each of those type of avenues. And what a better way to do it than to go through Megaseats.com. This episode is brought to you by Megaseats.com. And honestly, since the pandemic is over, these are the biggest things that I'm looking forward to. And the best thing about Megaseats actually is that the price that you see when you purchase a ticket for any of those events, that's the price you pay. How many times have we went to other third-party sellers and found out, oh, wow, that's a great price. But then you click on it and then a service fee pops up and then something for like the candy wrapper of something you might buy or maybe the wrapper for a straw is what they're going to charge you extra for because you got to tip the popcorn guy. No, 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 no. That doesn't exist with Mega Seats. You see, at Megaseats.com, the price you see is the price you pay. Unless you use code SSAW Network. That's right. You go to Megaseats.com. You see a concert that's coming up. You click purchase. That's the purchase price that you get. And then you put in the code SSAW Network, and they take 10% off of that. Go to Megaseats.com. Get back to life. Use the code SSAW Network and save 10% in the process. Let's go. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to this week's episode of the Cover Zero Week 7 Preview Podcast. Coming at you with a tripod, me, Josiah Corday. Corday, how you doing tonight? Doing good, man. I'm tired as hell. Grad school's kicking my ass. <laughs> oh, grad school. Congrats, bro. What are you studying? Uh, so I'm, I, I teach already, but I'm now about to get my master's and my credential in teaching so I can teach uh, K, K through 6. Nice, bro. Big time respect. Yeah, that's big time, bro. Big time. Yeah, big time respect. My my brother is a teacher as well. Uh, I got a, two cousins who are teachers. Uh, shout out to Nancy Alcori. Also teach. I mean, there's just so many teachers and y'all don't get paid enough. Y'all don't get enough respect. And salute. Hallelujah. Keep grinding on that. Josiah, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, bro. It's good to be back on the show. Especially, again, you know, we say this every time, you know, the squad win, regardless of who your team is, you always feel good after a win. Especially when it's the Raiders beating the Broncos. You start oh, yeah. to feel dandy again. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Easy. Easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Easy. Oh, hello, dandy. I done missed you. How you doing? Where you been? It's been a couple weeks. Been, I've been saving this seat on the couch for you. Come on back. Yeah. <laughs> We got some Raiders stuff to get to eventually. We got some Eagles stuff to get into eventually, along with something else to sweeten the segment between Corday and myself that you guys will hear later. Of course, we're going to get into our single game of the week as we have the Chiefs traveling over to Tennessee to play against the Titans coming off their huge victory against the Bills this previous Monday night. But before all that occurs, 
I need to let you guys know that we aren't going to have a fantasy segment tonight. Sorry for that. Chase is having some technical difficulties within the area, nothing that he is personally responsible for. I will try to sprinkle in fantasy here and where I can, but uh, any sort of type of fantasy advice you want, feel free to tweet at me at JR Sports Bars or direct message me on Facebook, and then I can go ahead and ask Chase because he's going to have a lot better advice than I. So we're going to kick this off with a Thursday night football preview as the Denver Broncos travel to Cleveland to play against the Browns. A battle of two teams right now sitting at 500. And as we come into this game right now, Josiah, the Browns right now, Baker, Baker Mayfield, completely torn left labrum in his shoulder. He is planning on playing through it. As of today at practice, he was not on the field. He may likely not practice throughout the whole course of the week, and they'll just let him go on Thursday. He's planning to play through it. But my question to you is, and this is one that I had tabled on the page earlier, before we get into the matchup, what is your synopsis of how Baker Mayfield has played in 2021? You know, it's crazy, bro. Shout out to the page, SSAW. I wanted to get on there. You wrote a good post about that. I haven't got a chance to get on there yet and speak how I feel. I, I feel like he's been okay, man. And you know what? Even even last year, I felt like he played good, but he is really, really – he's one of those QBs where I feel like personally he needs the run game. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, that's what that team is about. And when you lose one or both of those players or the run game is just not that successful, he's not that good. He's, he's I'll put it this way. He's good, but he's not really that consistent. He's had his games where it feels like, okay, maybe maybe if the run game is not going, he could take over a game. Or He's had a couple games like that. He's had a few games like that, but he's just inconsistent. And that's my deal. He can't close out games. I'm not expecting him to close. If the ball comes in the Browns' hands and they need a big play and it's a few seconds down and they need to pass the ball, I'm, I'm worried if I'm a Browns fan. Just like the end of that Charger game. End of the, exactly. You know what I'm saying? End of the Chargers game. You know, so he's, he's not – He's not that QB you really rely on when it comes down to that. Uh, and he's just, like I said, he's just, he's really inconsistent. And now when you look at this, uh, just to go more into it, when you look at this team, you, you, you look at the injuries that they have, Nick Chubb being out, Kareem Hunt being out, May Baker Mayfield, obviously, like you just said, playing with the, the shoulder, playing with the hurt arm. I just, I, I don't see it, man. I, this team. The line, too. The line is hurt, too. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of injuries with this team. And even when it say, put it this way, even if Baker was healthy and 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 they didn't have the running backs in the O-line, I still wouldn't – I still don't got this team being the elite team that they was last year, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And and that that's my issue, really, with him. He's just – he's really, really inconsistent. And I really feel like he's one of those QBs where he really needs to run games. You know, and I'm, I'm saying I'm not saying he needs, you know, he don't I'm not saying he needs both running backs or anything like that. He just needs a really, really good running game. Even if it was just run one running back, he needs a running. He needs a good, solid run game to really open up the pass for him. But if he's in a system where, like, for example, like Brian, the ball system where you're just throwing the ball, you know, 35, 45 times a game. That you're leading yourself up for failure for something like that if you have Baker at your QB. So yeah, I'm I'm too inconsistent for me. I haven't really been that impressed. And you know what? For the for the media people out there and for the fans out there that had Baker 
at they what top ten QBs when people was doing the yep. rankings where a lot of people had Baker at number ten or number nine or number eleven or whatever and had Carr, for example, between like thirteen and fifteen, looked stupid. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> no other way to call it. Sometimes you gotta call a spade a spade. Like I said, even going last year, I mean he played well, but it he's not one of those QBs where he can just take over a game on a consistent basis like that. He's not one of those QBs. So, yeah, I haven't really been that impressed by him. He's a good QB, though. He is a good QB. You know, I, I feel like if the team is, is solid around him, you can get to the playoffs with him. But if you're, like I said again, if you're expecting him to really do some, some real damage week in and week out with his arm, that's not going to happen. So. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Uh, Corday, you as well, same question to you. This is a guy that we saw, former number one overall pick. Right now, do you have like a number range where you would slot him in terms of the QB hierarchy within the NFL right now? I'll put him at 15. You know, I'll put him right there in like the middle uh, of the pack. Because I remember you posted this on the page and I was just like, mm-hmm. hey. I was like, I think he's like average. Because he's like so far this year, he's been like, like okay to underachieving. Like the running game, like the running game's been there, but he hasn't been as like the play action and stuff. And then they always blame Odell whenever he comes back. Baker plays a lot different. I'm like, well, those first few weeks, Odell wasn't there. So, uh, <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what was the problem then? And then even that big game where they had lost to the Chargers and they had scored about like 40 points. Baker was missing Odell a lot of on a lot of throws. And Josiah brought up the point that he needs to run a game. Um, I think since Steven Stefanski's taken over, he's he's been accustomed to that where he's more of a play action, throw a deep kind of I need like play action kind of quarterback. And I felt like most people still looking for him, still looking for the QB they saw his rookie year where he could like line up his shotgun, pick a defense apart. His remember when he had great accuracy coming out of the coming coming out of college. It seems like we haven't seen that version of Baker and probably won't again. And then having a fully torn labrum definitely doesn't help you at all. Like, I'm wondering, should he shut it down? But then he's in a contract because they're about to pick up his fifth year or not. And I feel like that's why he's playing through it. But does it really help your play if you play through it and you start struggling even more? I feel like this is definitely going to be telling you in these next few weeks if he should have surgery or not. And QBs need to stop tackling dudes, man. Cam Newton hurt his shoulder the same way, trying to tackle a guy. That was how he heard it. You're right. Yeah, that's how he got hurt. He said he his shoulder had been the same after he tackled a dude. And the the play that he tackled on didn't even look that bad, but he said that was the play that it hurt. It was against uh, Houston. Yeah. And then he hurt it then, and then he got it hurt again with J.J. Watt. But because the first time he hurt it, it hadn't been the same since that year. So QBs, man, stop tackling. Just walk off the field. You know, don't even get up in the mix. Act like he bought the tackle, but you just block a dude is blocking you, and that's it. Don't don't make the tackle. It's that it's that tough line of walking. Like you threw the pick, you're frustrated. Yeah. Just yeah. you pick me off. You know yeah. what I mean? You go get in there. And that's the one thing I will give Baker is that A, he does have that competitive edge. He does have that toughness level. You see it when he's, I mean, granted, he's hurt now, so he's going to try to, you know, he's still out there and he can still play. A labrum is a, is something that you can generally, you can do surgery, that's possible, but you can also do physical therapy. And then how it re- repairs from that, because it's a tissue tissue injury, it's like a cup-shaped 
a cartilage that goes like in between like the shoulder socket joint. You also have you also have like a hip uh, like labrum area too as well within your body. The hip one's worse. So, Whatever. but and thankfully it's not on his his throwing arm. Baker's a right-handed thrower. So, but nonetheless, still, I mean, you're taking hits, you're taking snaps, you're rolling out, you're moving. Anytime that left arm has to move, an awkward snap flies in the air, which is which is pretty rare from J.C. Treader. But you know what I mean. It, nonetheless, it's just when you're playing a sport and you have a limitation, there's no way you can completely eliminate your body from being able to move and react the way that it normally needs to to not aggravate that injury so yeah 100 percent. it's 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 a tough thing to go through but you know he does have some grit and like you said the contract is probably playing a role in there and also just his competitive nature but the one other thing i want to want to like touch on about it though as the browns enter into this game they are favored by three and a half points over under sitting at 42 and a half no chubb no hunt as you brought up josiah uh, Jarvis Landry, he is questionable in this game as well. They are without their starting left tackle, Jedrick Wills, as well as their right tackle, Jack Conklin, which they have been out for a while now. If Case Keenum, let's say come Wednesday, as we record this, it is currently October 19th. And let's say that Case Keenum ends up starting on Thursday. Do you think, Josiah, that that three and a half points changes at all? Yeah, it should. <laughs> it, it should. Should it? I mean, I, I mean it, to me, it's already changed in, in my own – if I had to work it, if I had to put I, – I would change it automatically. You know, I got a different team. I got Denver winning this week. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, would it change based on Keatum starting? Or would it – like, the question being, ultimately, are the Browns better with Keatum or are they the same with Keatum versus Baker? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. They might be better because of – you know, because of the injury from Baker. I, I still wouldn't – I still think Baker's a better QB than Case, but because of the injury mm-hmm. with Baker, yeah, I, I would I would probably be okay with starting Case, you know, at, for this week if Baker's too hurt. Obviously, like Corday said, you know, he's, he's in this – he's trying to get that, that option, you know, so he's trying to get, get out there and play. I get it. But, I mean, your better option as a team, as an organization, Case is probably that better option. Because of the injury, so yeah, that that they they probably would be a better team, but I wouldn't. I still would have Denver winning this game. Sure, for I know sure. we're not. I know we didn't get to that point, but oh yeah, no, yeah, that's but that's your that's your stance, that's your spot. No need to hide it. But like that's kind of that's mainly what I was getting at. Like the line is three and a half now, and we the reason why I brought this up is because I realized this also when our Raiders Josiah played against the Dolphins. And it was like that that Tua, or is it going to be Jacoby? Or is it Tua or Jacoby? Tua or Jacoby? And then once it was Tua, the line was set. When they decided that it was Jacoby, the line didn't change. So that lets you know the betters are like, there's no difference between either one of these dudes. <laughs> and I think we're, we, if, if anything, we might be looking at a different type of line if Case is in there. Because even though Odell is dealing with his own shoulder injury himself, the man is getting open. Odell is the the twenty two the, the all twenty two shows all, and specifically, I have seen numerous plays against the Vikings on a wheel route that would have been a touchdown. Granted, they still ended up winning that game, but he missed Odell on what was a wide open touchdown, and he had no pressure in his face. He missed Odell several times in the Charger game, and I haven't went back and watched the Arizona game yet, 
specifically because, you know, Game Pass, I've shared my uh, curmudgeonness and my chagrin and all of what they do this year. But that's still not loaded yet, and I haven't watched it. But I say all that to simply say that Odell's doing his thing. Baker has not been doing his thing, Josiah. And Corday, like both of you said, in getting him the ball. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Josiah, you said that you have Denver winning. Do you want to go into a little bit more detail on that? Yeah, I just think because of how hurt the Browns is, if the Browns is a healthy team, I just feel like they're more talented, I would have the Browns winning. But because of them being built off the run game and them not having their not having their, their two studs back there running the ball, and then Baker playing with a hurt arm, and him not even when he's healthy, he's you know he's inconsistent. I just think it is it's too much going on with the Browns as far as injury wise, and then the Broncos. I, I really think you know, although we dominated that game, you know, I, I think that it was more so of what the Raiders was able to do on the standpoint of you know not knowing how to play Colin was going to look, not knowing what what kind of Raider team was going to show up. You know, I think they was kind of caught off guard a little bit. I think the second game is going to be a little bit more interesting. I still had us winning that game because I feel like, again, we're more talented than the Broncos. I don't think too much of Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's okay at best. I But I don't think, you know, I just don't think he's that talented of a QB or whatever. But I think, you know, the second game will 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 tell more about, you know, about this team, especially if everybody lasts, everybody's still on the roster as far as the Raiders, the staff, and everything. But I feel like Denver's going to come prepared and ready to go because they need it right now. And I think the Browns are looking – it's almost like the, the 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 Denver team, they're looking at it like, you know, there's blood in the water right now because, I mean, they still they're, – they're pretty much healthy on the defensive side. That's their strength, yep. you know, and then they could run the ball pretty solidly. They, they can run the ball when they need to. So I just – you know, I, I just look at this team right now and I look at how they're doing things and I look at how the Browns is coming in all beat up. And Teddy definitely want to have a better game. He had his worst game of the season so far playing against us, you know. And so I, I think he's going to come in ready and more prepared. And we're going we're gonna to see a different Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah, I, I definitely think – I think it's more so of the Browns being hurt, but I also think because Denver – was a little bit more caught off guard, didn't know what kind of Raider team was going to show up. The talent is there, but just because of obviously all the other stuff that went on, they just didn't really know how, mm-hmm. how it was going to turn out because not only did they lose at the head coach, but they lost the play caller on offense. Right. So you just don't know what's, what's really going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, so now here we are. I think now they're going to – they know kind of what they're getting with the Browns. They, they got tape on them. Throughout the whole, you know, the whole season, the first six weeks, first few weeks, and here we are now. Not only that, they got the injuries. So, yeah, that that's why I, I think that's that's my reasoning of having Denver win this game. I, and my final score of it, I got Denver twenty three, and I got uh, the Browns seventeen. Okay, all right, Corday, do you have Denver winning in this one, or do you have the Browns? And regardless of who it is, why do you have that team? I have the Broncos winning this as well. Uh, I think it's a bounce back game for the for the Broncos. Uh, Von Miller says I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy whatever tackle they got out there. We have to, which he probably that, will. Yeah, yeah, he's bad, bro. Yeah. He he couldn't get yeah. nothing on our week. Third. Yeah, yeah, bro. In the first quarter, they put him over Colton Miller, and then nothing happened. Nothing, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Then they put him over Brandon Parker, and still, 
Like there was a couple times where he got around the edge of Parker, but Carr stepped up and just like, nah, sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, part of it was, a, and I mentioned that part of it was a play calling, you know, and, and some of it too, he got chipped a couple times. A few times. Yep. Yep. Times yep. As well. So it, it happens, but I mean, you know, he's fired up. Right. <laughs> he is fired up. He's ready to come after them. But not to take your point, Cordae. Yeah, I just I'm sorry, Cordae. We totally hijacked that Raiders. I was, call, I was, you know I was, what I mean? All right, Raiders. All right, Raiders. I never thought I'd have seen a day where we moved Von Miller off of Colton Miller, but continue. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, yo, is he like is he hurt or is he still coming back from injury? I'm like, what's going on? Like, you know, I ain't seen that Von Miller S, but it, I guess, you know, so but so they down both tackles, Wirfs and uh No no Wills, Jedrick Wills and Will. Jack Conklin. And Jack Clark both out. Um, they secondary man. It's it's crazy how much how much draft capital, how many signings they have put into that secondary, and nobody can stay healthy, man. It's yeah, it's really. And then and then you guys, your uh uh Koamosa, he's Jeremiah out. Jeremiah yeah. yeah, he he's out. Um, this this game as well. So it's like yeah, man, it, it's gonna be tough for them, especially on a short week. They have all these injuries, and then they got to play a short week on thursday yeah nah this 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 should be easily should go to um should go to uh, the broncos and if they don't they pull an upset that's you really gotta look at the broncos like yo man you had you faced a decimated team of quarterback with a torn labrum in the shoulder and their third and fourth running back <laughs> you, you want to get to somehow lost you might Fangio might not make it back on the plane <laughs> you know kind of a that might be a statement <laughs> game or something might be the point. Might be. Yeah, because you chose Teddy and it's funny because they had that hot start and they basically played nobody. They right. started off three and zero and really played nobody. And as soon as the schedule started getting tougher, they they couldn't compete, and, and it's been showing. So yeah, three and zero to zero and three. What's your score in the game, Corday? I don't know. It's always hard to like predict Thursday night games, right? Because it's usually it used to be. It's gonna be a low scoring game, or it's gonna be like a high scoring game with no defense. So I remember it used to be back in the day. Because I remember one time, anyway, yeah. But um, I don't know, 20, 27, or like, <laughs> I was about to say twenty to three, but I don't know, man. Because I just feel, yeah, I I just feel it's gonna be a very defensive game from Denver's point of view, and they're gonna to try to run over them. I don't know, so it could be. I don't know. Let's say twenty five. I mean, twenty four to like seven or something like that. Maybe they like dang like that. You only got got Cleveland score. They get one TD. Yeah, man. I because I think the uh, the fact that both Chubb and um, Hunt are both out affects you. You don't like Dearness Johnson like that. I don't know that Demetric Felton. I don't know. Them, I don't know. Them, I don't know them. who. What Snoop Dogg said. <laughs> who. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man, and then like Baker with a torn labrum, like, and then both tackles out, like, bro, this is this this is a recipe for disaster. And could be without Jarvis, without yep. Jail Kit. Yeah, you're. Yeah. There's a lot, like, yeah. So or what you say, twenty four seven? Yeah, yeah. That's my route, man. I don't have the route in place myself. Okay, I got Denver winning. I do. I feel like Denver. You know, that's like like you said, Josiah, about uh or Corday, you were the one that brought it up, about Von Miller. Like, he's, the way that he's approaching this game and the way that it was like, Von, you couldn't do this against Brandon Parker for three quarters, et cetera, et cetera. He's, he still has his Gumby type of bend 
And there was a few plays in the game when I rewatched it where I noticed it was there. But just from either Carr stepping up and getting rid of the ball, it was just it didn't it never really got home. And I think that they're going to be able to do that this this game more than they did at least the last couple outings. This year so far, Denver is blitzing more than I can honestly recall a Vic Fangio defense doing. Generally, you don't see Vic Fan. You see, you see him blitz. He's he not like you know. Yeah, I was gonna say you see him blitz. Though. You see him blitz, like like you know, but like he's not a like I'm saying he's not a Gus Bradley to where he's like not blitzing at all. But right. he's never been like a Wink Martindale where he's blitzing right, right, right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right now, this season through 2021, ain't playing, bro. The Broncos are blitzing the third most in the league. Who would have thought we would be sitting here at 2021? Right now, going into week seven and talking about the Broncos are blitzing more than the Steelers. That's crazy to me. It's wow. such a difference in a philosophical shift. And to me, what that says is just he needs to make things happen. And part of it also could be because he has a lot of faith in that secondary. And why wouldn't you? There's all kinds of names back there. But the one thing that I'm not noticing them doing is using all those guys at the same time. I'm seeing a lot more personnel that's based out of, you know, nickel or even just base packages where you have like three different linebackers on the field. They got that three man front. However it is running a base three, four, or just a nickel. If I'm, if I'm Vic at this point, F it, F it. Let me put, they got, they got Sertan. They have Callahan. They got Roby back just last week against Josiah and mines Raiders. And then they still, they still have Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller didn't log many snaps last week. And they paying this dude a hefty price tag. Put all these dudes on the field and start blitzing them and maybe see what you can do if that's how you're going to play it. Or, I don't know, something else would just simply have to change now that you're going against what more of the NFL looks like as opposed to Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Giants. Yep. So, right now, though, with that blitz idea in mind, on the other side of the ball, Kevin Stefanski, he comes from that Gary Kubiak tree of all the play actions that you were mentioning, Corday of different uses of screen passes, bootleg rollouts, and stuff like that. If you're going to be blitzing a lot, and at the rate that Vic has, Stefanski's screen game with guys that, granted, while you may not know who they are, Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson, I think if they catch them in a few of those, they can try to have some headway against it, even if the Browns' old line is dealing with the injuries they have. But, like you guys both said, it's not going to be enough to be able to, to, to overcome the difference in where these two teams are at right now. The last little bit before I get into my score is that the one thing that I do want to see Vic Fangio do apart from his defense offensively, there's whispers that Jerry Judy may come back or may or may not. If he does dope, I want to see what that looks like. He was, you know, him and Bridgewater. I feel like that's a, that's a type of receiver that could really help Bridgewater on track and really be that guy that Schirmer can dial up some stuff for on third down, Pat Schirmer being the Denver offensive coordinator. But I want to see Javante Williams have more commitment in this offense. Yeah. This dude is just too talented to not. Yeah. To not have enough, yeah, enough ever, anything. You know, I mean, carries, rush, yards, all of that. I feel like he definitely need more touches. He definitely sure. needs to get the ball more. Yeah. he's talented. He's talented as hell. I mean, I sent that video to you guys. Like, we all know how he can make people miss. We all know how he's functional between the tackles, outside. When he was coming out of college, what was he? Uh, North Carolina, right? Yeah. He was coming out of college. He led the, he since 
what was it, since uh, PFF and other places have been tracking forced missed tackles for college prospects, no one has registered more than Javante Williams. And you're seeing it in the limited sample size that he gets. And Melvin Gordon certainly isn't doing enough to keep him sitting on the bench. So right now, on a short week, you got a young dude who's spry because you haven't really been going to him. Let me see you go to him. You're getting Garrett Bowles back there last season, a all-pro tackle for the Broncos. He played against the Raiders, rounding back into form, and you want to be able to take some pressure off Bridgewater, who hasn't necessarily been playing as well as he started the season. This is the way you do it. So that's what I'm going to be looking forward to see if it happens. Score-wise, Broncos winning. I'm going to say Browns score more than seven, Corday. But, hey, maybe you're right. <laughs> I'm going to say Browns get... <laughs> no <laughs> eight because they go for two no um <laughs> browns let me get browns at 17 now let me get browns 20 and let me go denver 27 i still i still like i mean you know the browns are somehow favored in this so i mean if all of us are this confident right now right right <laughs> <laughs> in that, I mean, maybe someone should put some money on the Broncos because if even if they lose this game by three points, you still come out because it's three in the hook with a 3.5 spread right now. So, yeah. But, yeah, all of us taking the dunk. all got the upset, yeah. Look at that. All got the upset. I like it. Now we will move into our second game of the week. <laughs> Number two game of the week. Corday's here, our resident cover zero. Philadelphia fan next to Chase as they are both residing with those birds. Mm-hmm. But Corday and I have something to make this just a little bit sweeter. We got a side bet on this. No, we're not going to do any wages because, I mean, that's easy to do and it's honestly kind of boring. But we're going to make a bet here. So everybody listening, if you see Corday's Facebook profile picture change, <laughs> if you see mine change, you're going to know why. It's still the us. Like, wait a minute. Why is there a picture of Casey Hayward smiling in a silver and black jersey on Corday's. Or why is Fletcher Cox on Jordan's? You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We got to bet the loser has to change their profile picture to a photo of the victors choosing. And basically, what that's going to be, I don't have one in mind just yet. Right now, you're going to have to wait and see until the bet concludes. So, so we don't just completely encapsulate this in you know one Raider going after another. Josiah, I'm going to let you tee this one off this weekend going into this game. I think everybody knows who you're picking to win, but how do you see the game unfolding? Man, look, let me tell you something, man. If we come out the way we came out in the last game, we're going to dominate this game, period. And we and we need to because I'm going to be there for sure. So I'm going a, I'm a, to – Oh, you in the stands. That's right. I'm in the stands, bro. I'm in you the in stands. The and I'm, not, I'm not all in the, you know, in the high seats like some people say on the – on, on pages and all of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm in, I'm right there. So this is going to be a fun game. I really feel like personally, the Raiders is just a more dominant team. You know what I'm saying? They're just a more dominant team, man. When you look at the offensive side of the ball from, the, uh, now don't get me wrong, both offensive lines is not playing that well. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I think ours has played well in spurts. So we've been more inconsistent. But the Eagles' O-line hasn't played well at all, really, you know. So I, I would give us the edge there. You know, you look at 
you look at the defenses playing. Now, I really do like how the Eagles' defense is playing. They're playing some pretty good football. But I do like how our defense is playing as well. And the crazy thing is with us is we're playing with some second and third string guys. We're playing with guys that we just picked up, you know what I'm saying, that's getting turnovers, you know, and, and credit to the coaching staff. But they are Fashion, really bro. Fashion, that yeah, Fashion. I mean, you know, he's, he balled out in the last game. He balled. Damien Square. Yeah, Damien Square. He he showed out the first, I think the first the first play when, when Denver got the first like got Yeah, the first series. Yeah, he was right. I was like, there. who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, we picked him up off Chicago's uh practice squad, I believe. So, I mean, these are guys that we're picking up that this coaching staff is really, you know, getting to play, you know, tough. And they're they're out there really, they're they're out there, bro. And and they're really and don't get me wrong, Gus Bradley has played. He's coached some of these players up before. All these players, he's bringing in. He's for the most part, not all of them. For the most part, he's coached a lot of these players, so he's familiar with them. But still, I mean, that's that's tough to bring out players from other practice squads or whatever, whatever it may be, and to get them to really play tough like that is is saying something. So defense is close, you know. And I'm just breaking down as far as the units. You know, we ain't really got to talk about Jalen Hurts and Derek Carr. I mean, we, we, we really don't got to do that. Jalen Hurts, has he has not looked good at all. I mean, he's had his moments yeah, where he's moments. looked okay, okay at best. And we could blame the O-line, you know, okay, I get it. But even when he's had that time, he is inaccurate. I mean, he's not an accurate passer. So, Eagle fans can't, yeah. you know. I don't think Corday would disagree either. Yeah, I, I hope not. I can't wait to get on and, and and talk, but I hope he ain't you know disagreeing with that because Jalen Hurts is not an actor. He has a lot that he has to improve on. And y'all head coach Nick is a pretty good QB coach. I mean, I like the hire when y'all hired him. I thought that was a pretty good hire. So hopefully that turns out to you know to be something because he's 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 really putting some work with the other QBs he's coached. So we'll see how this turns out for Jalen Hurts. But yeah, I just feel like we're really the better team. We gotta start fast. You know, we obviously, as we seen last week, you know, we um I'm I'm sure that some of the players still had the the you know the 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 stuff that and transpired the week before on their heads and on their minds and stuff like that. But they were still able to come out and play. And that's what I'm expecting them to do this week. I'm expecting them to come out, you know, and and play the same type of game, you know, and, and be well prepared. And if that happens, I'm looking at a blowout here. You know, um, it's, it's going to be – now, I will say this. It's going to be – obviously, it's going to be in Vegas. So, you know, uh, Eagle fans, they definitely do travel, you know, and, and you know, we'll, we'll be there as well. Hopefully, it's not where it's more of a 50-50 type deal. It shouldn't be that way, but it could be. And that could that, – that could – affect you know this team as well you know so hopefully it, it's not that way i know i'm gonna be in there wilding out so I, I you know that's just me and my crew that's gonna be there but outside of that you know i need everybody to really be because the eagles eagle fans when i heard the bear fans really showed up like that <laughs> you know the, you you best believe the eagle fans are gonna show up too so yeah. it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a good one um but yeah just going back to some of the some of the other you know Going back to the game, you know, I like I said, going back to O-line for the Eagles, they need to block a little bit better. I, I've talked about Jalen Hurts and how he plays, but the O-line has to get better. 
you know, they have to play a lot better than what they what they played. You know, he's been sacked 13 times. That's, you know, that that's tough. That's tough on any QB. First six, what, six, seven games of the season, that's tough on any QB. So you, you definitely want to get that, you know, situated. And, you know, and and as, as far as, you know, the, the, the rest of the team, man, I just feel like for the Eagles, I feel like if they could really, because you know how our defensive line is going to come. Our defensive line is getting all type of pressure from everywhere, from the defensive tackles, the defensive ends. You know, we whenever we do send blitzes, the Raiders, that is, we're successful at it. If we can get – if we get that going and the Eagles is able to really pick up on those blitzes and really able to block better, then Jalen Hurts can have some success. And we got to realize, too, he is a mobile – he's a mobile QB. Good. He's very – he's probably – sorry to cut you off, but, like, to exactly what you're saying, I agree a thousand percent. And that was kind of something I – just as you said it, I was thinking about, like, Kyler Lamar. After them, he, like – him, Allen, like that's kind of like the best, the most mobile quarterbacks, the most dangerous threats with the ball in their hands running. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's dangerous, bro. And Raiders history, our history is not really, we're not really good with defending those type of QBs. We're just, we're just not. Now, I mean, we've had some success, you know, but. They, this they far this season, them. we did the probably the best job against Lamar. Yeah, Maybe, probably, yeah. I I would have to go back and look, but yeah, we. I mean, we won, so you look at it like that easily. But but like, I mean, we forced him into turnovers. He wasn't, yeah, that's dominating true. us with the run game. You know, like I, we probably we only did. had a couple good runs too. So you might, oh, get for sure, he's Lamar. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is he's only had a couple. I mean, normally he can, I mean, he can take over. No, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so he's gonna right. he's gonna rip no, it I'm, off. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. So yeah, you you're probably you're probably right on that. But we've not historically, we're just not good with those type of For teams. sure. Yeah, you know, no, they, that's they, why they, I had us losing that game. Yeah. Oh wow. But yeah, before no, I said it on the show. It's on wax. I said I mean, it. I said it, it even during predictions. Wax, no, no. When we were on the show, I said, bro, I think we're gonna lose. But even if you're saying that, you're taking it back and you know you're gonna lose. I said no before the, the game started. Not to not to get to the Eagles. No, nah. I'm saying when we were playing the Ravens, I thought we were going to oh, lose the, the Ravens Ra- oh, okay, because okay, we're okay. normally bad against oh, mobile yeah, yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about the Eagles. Okay. Oh no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'm like, how you how how that work? No, 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 no. All right, so bye, yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this, I mean, you know, this, this, this could be a tough one. Just depend. I really feel like it really depends on how we show up. If we show up and we play the type of ball we played the week before, which I feel like we will, because I was unsure how the team was going to show up. After everything that happened, I didn't know how the team was really going. I know. I don't think nobody really knew. I think, boy, if people if people felt like they knew, it was more so of them feeling like, okay, yeah, Raiders, they're going to can this. This is over. Season's over. You know, I don't think a lot of people really felt like they were going to come out even if people felt like they were going to win, I don't think they felt like it, they were going to dominate the Broncos like that in Denver. I just – I don't think a lot of people really thought that. Yeah. And now with them doing that, I mean, I think this team, it, it could be a little bit, you know, they could be a little bit more dangerous than they were, you know, when, when John Gruden was there. So, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is how I feel about it. I don't know how Corday – What's your uh, score, Josiah? 
30 to 21. Right. 30 to 21. Raiders. Mm. Corday, the first part I want to address. Okay. Josiah was talking about Jalen Hurts. And as he mentioned, he gave him his props and his due on his athletic ability, how dynamic of a runner he is, and how he can affect the game that way. And him as a passer, he still has those limitations there. As an avid Eagles fan as you are, and even not only being an avid Eagles fan, but being an honest Eagles fan and a knowledgeable Eagles fan, which you and Chase both definitely are, yeah. where are you at on the Jalen Hurts experiment so far? Um, so I listen to like I've listened to different podcasts, but I watched the game and this so it's two things. It seems like this is a trial and error to see if Jalen Hurts is our QB of the future, right? He's not the most accurate, but then also it doesn't help him that we never incorporate the running game in any facet and we just put everything on Jalen to uh make all the correct throws, to uh make throws from the pocket, make throws on the move, like Jalen likes to scramble or roll right. You would think that they did, they would design more stuff for him to scramble and things like that, but it doesn't uh, doesn't work that well. Like Nick Sirianni really isn't designing plays to help Jalen have early quick success. And then we just got rid of uh, Zach Ertz too, uh, basically because Goddard's coming off uh, COVID, so to make Goddard the main guy. But the, the good thing about it is we have Lane Johnson coming back, so that's more protection uh, for him. But And a weapon yeah. in the run game, too, if you go to it. If we go to it. Like, last week we had one – like, Miles Sanders had one carry in the first half. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Um, the thing I like about Jalen, though, is, like, when it comes to the second half, he starts to begin to make plays. He starts to get, get hot. He starts to go, like, on, like, a little hot streak and gets us back into the game a lot of the time. If we don't penalize ourselves, we should uh, get back in the game. Like, it's still crazy to me. We we almost beat Tampa if it wasn't for that stupid taunting play that they called on our linebacker. Uh, these taunting penalties are ridiculous. So, and then that gave them Horrible. an automatic first down. I think we stopped them on third down and then threw the AB and that kept the game going and we uh, couldn't get back in the game. Um, so, yeah, if we could – also, we got to go to uh, Devontae Smith a lot more earlier, too, as well. He seems like him and Jalen have, like, a good rapport. Well, he's, he's the playmaker of our offense, like, the consistent playmaker. Like, I know we go deep to um, – might go to Rager like a, or, like, Watkins and stuff. But – and then we'll go deep, you know, like, an explosive play. Usually, like, how you guys go to Ruggs or how Brian Edwards comes in, like, in the second half and make, like, a huge mm-hmm. – Kind of like contribution play. Yeah, fourth, fourth are, quarter uh, and overtime. It's the only time you can yeah. throw to Brian Edwards and good things happen. I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly. just the way it is. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I'm like I, mean, I was watching. Kansas it's so like, weird. I was like, does he only show up in the fourth quarter? Like, what is like what one handed catches and you know overtime yeah. grabs to like? Uh, yeah. I, either I was like, way, what is this? Like, <laughs> but yeah, same with Watkins for for us. Uh, but Devontae Smith is a guy we have to get in like involved early because he'll continuously just make plays for us. And then if we could, if we remember that uh, Miles Sanders is averaging, once again, over four over four yards a carry, if we just, you know, run it with him, uh, we could... <laughs> just draw more things so. up for the guy. I mean, that, yeah. that like, that's the most obvious yeah. thing. Yeah. I remember me and, uh, I think, uh, Jonathan... Was it Jonathan? Like, we was going back and forth about 
because he was saying because I remember uh, Jonathan like, Palmer run the ball more, and then Vita Vea came up and like just like destroyed him. And he was like, "Yeah, there go your run that you wanted so bad." I was like, "Bro, he waited." <laughs> he waited. I was him. like, <laughs> "I was like, we could run more than just once." He had one carry in the first half. I'm just like, and then. Yeah, it's funny because you give him a few carries, all of a sudden he starts finding holes, and he'll gas you for like 10, 15. But it seems like, all right, we got that run out the way. He got fifteen yards. Okay, now we can pass uh, seven straight times. Because last was it last week we had like we had like six three and outs on offense, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. And not even involving certain guys, so it's gonna be, <laughs> and we're gonna need to have certain play calls and certain uh, players take over this game. Like Goddard, Smith, go deep to Rager or Watkins, and let's try to get it, the running game involved with um, with Sanders. And even even our backup uh, running back out of out of Memphis. Memphis State putting out. Um, Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Gainwell? Kenneth Gainwell, yeah. This, what is like the, it's like the third running back they, or fourth running back that they put out? Because. Because Antonio Gibson was a receiver, though. Antonio, so he, well, he played both. He played both yeah. for them. But when he yeah. came into the NFL, he said he was a running back. Yeah, yeah. So Big shout out. I, yeah. I want to say I was the only one on the Cover Zero podcast that had him in top 10 running backs that year. Yeah. I didn't know what he was going to play. I remember because I heard, I heard on the podcast what he was. And he was like wide receiver, kick returner, right. back. That's yeah. the only reason because I was like, oh, I, I saw what this dude did as a receiver and a running back. So I figured yeah. he'd be able to mold into the NFL. But they're not really even using him that way because JD McKissick. But anyway, that's that's another topic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another, yeah, that's another topic. And who cares about Washington? Nobody cares about Washington. You <laughs> <laughs> gonna say that when Brandy ain't here? <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, but yeah, um, so it should be an interesting game. Uh, play calling fall behind early. Like I still feel like we could. Huh, what do you really feel? What, what, what do I really feel? I feel honestly. This is what I honestly feel like. Um, Lane Johnson is going to be able to stop, slow down, and stop somebody. Ooh. Uh, He's just now coming Lane back. Johnson, all right, tackle. All right, tackle. I'm talking about your pass rush, your pass rush specifically, because, like, our line is oh, he, he going to stop Matt. So, usually we'll put – so, when we go into, like, pass rush situations – Yeah. Uh, Matt going to be on that end. Be, well, Matt, it depends where they put the tight end. Because <laughs> usually what it is is uh, the weak side rusher is where, on passing situation, Yannick plays. So yeah. it depends if y'all put Goddard next to Lane or not. Yeah. So that's the, the biggest thing. Well, I know for yeah, that's true. But I know for a fact that rare they do it every now. I'm not gonna say rare. They do it every now and then as far as switching Max from the right to the left. Mm-hmm. But he plays at least on on your side, on offensive side. He plays on you on that on that offensive side. Yeah. Let me reword. He's on the left side on the defensive line. Defense. You know what I'm and, saying? Yeah, so, right, he's going against the right tackle. I know what you're Yeah, saying. he's going against the right tackle, bro. So yeah. on the mo- on most occasions. But you now, the Leo position is how Gus has it. And that yeah. it, but either way, if if so what you're saying, Corday, is that whoever Lane is going against, mm-hmm. he got the advantage. That's what you're saying. I don't oh, see he has the advantage. Yeah. Uh, okay. Co- okay. Coming back. We're gonna we we, we going to see. Get ready to put that profile. Get, hey, look, let me tell you something. Get ready, to, get ready to put that profile picture up, bro. We gonna bro, discuss, Josiah. We gonna discuss what he gotta use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get him a good one, bro. Cause you know he, he, he you know. No, no, I, I, no, no, no. Ain't no half stepping. Somebody he don't no. like. Ain't huh? no half stepping. No, 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 no. 
Oh, yeah, give me the uh, the world famous Jamarcus Russell. That was a good player. Um, <laughs> Bro, uh, I watch more film than he ever did in his whole life. Yeah, right, Jamarcus right. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe sip, maybe lean sipping Rolando McClain. He was a good one. Uh, Rolando McClain was actually like that dude had a long career in the NFL. He just may not have been worth the first round pick. Yeah, what you want, Robert Gallery? What you want, Robert Gallery? Charles, Charles, I mean Charles. Get you a uh, Charles Woodson, yeah, with a Raider cap on. Get you a Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Brown. You know what I'm saying? You know, Cliff (laughs) Branch. Maybe, maybe, maybe a Darius Hayward Bay. I don't know. Maybe a uh... Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah. Really? Is that that what you want us to do? We could, we could do Jalen Hurts. Jacoby Ford was cool. Could I? What about Derek Carr? Der- Ooh, Derek, Carr. Derek Carr. I'm gonna put the Derek Carr when he's like staring yeah. in the, yeah. the prime time at a Chiefs game when he like looking sinister at the camera. Yeah, so, bro. Maybe, maybe Derek <laughs> Carr when when y'all played Washington a few years ago when the line turned against them. Maybe that was a good Derek Carr moment. Okay, okay. Hmm. <laughs> well, hold on. Was that on him or 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 the old line? Just want to make sure because his talents has been there. I mean, who would you rather have, Derek Carr or uh, Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Silence, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's get back to the topic right now. I'd rather have a better play caller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I would have answered it, too. All right, what's your what's your score on the game? Unless you had more, like, details, Corday? Like 30 to 24. Raiders. Oh, no, Eagles. You know, <laughs> Eagles on uh, 30 points. You got to say that. You got to say it. Yeah, yeah. 30, 30 points. Okay, yeah. 30, 30 to 24. Hey, we scored. We scored twenty two until they start throwing them flags and stuff like that. We played well against the Chiefs. I'm about to hear. See next week. You, I mean, I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear. Oh, they threw this flag. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, you you probably gonna see because you're gonna be at the game. But I definitely will. If they start calling like a bunch of random penalties all of a sudden, illegal formation. I'm like, yo, they cheating. They cheating for out. So you're kind of a for out. Listen to what you say. Right, Cheating right, for Al Davis. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. 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 Or there's also a Mark Davis. They cheat for Mark Davis. His, his referee <laughs> cut his hair or something like that before the game. Cheating for know. him, for Mark? Yeah. yeah. Anybody for us, bro, in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Eagles have only scored 30 points once this year. Granted, it was against the Chiefs, but we all know how their defense has been playing this year. But, hey. Yeah, That's out. your score. That's where you're at. We're going to see, and we also going to see what happens when the new profile pick comes up on one of our pages. Yeah, man, I can't wait so. for you to post uh, a nice, nice. Uh, Who, Vince Papali? Can I put Mark Wahlberg up there? Oh, now put the, put the OG guy. I'm going to do a crop. I'm going to crop it. Mark Wahlberg and the original Vince Papali. Yeah. Or a nice and rich re- white. That's a good one. Or Jerome Brown. Stop. Ooh, I know. I'm, I'm gonna put a picture up of Todd Pinkston's legs. That way, nobody will see it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that dude was had toothpick legs. Yeah. <laughs> that was so random. That was so random. First off, I don't even like Todd Pink. That was like the. That's why I'm gonna do that. That's why, that's why he said he. I know. That's the like. And his name was, was Pinkston. Terrible receiver. Donovan McNabb era. That was. Put up a picture of Fred X's hands. I mean, I could go all day. I, I know too many NFL players. Oh, hey, for, hey, man, Fred X had that fourth and 29. Hey, man. Hey. Fourth and forever. That was actually pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Was pretty that, dope, that was dope. I'm not going to lie. I was watching that shit live. That was dope. Yeah. And I wanted y'all to convert that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I got to be honest. 
But what I'm also going to do since I'm on this microphone is be honest about what's about to happen on Sunday. Okay. All right. Now, I will give you this, Corday. Our Raiders are favored by three in this one. Favored by three. And I see why Vegas kind of has it slotted that way. And by Vegas, I mean the people that make the betting lines have it slotted by three. Is because this is what I think the definition of a trap game could be. Following all the Gruden stuff, there was a big question mark and a wonder, like you said, Josiah, about how this team would bounce back and respond to adversity, especially without the person that was appointed to be the guy to take this team into a new direction and redevelop them and be the winner and the savior and all those other things. And then you found out all this stuff about him and boom, here we are. Well, they came out and they had the best game that they had the whole entire season from start to finish, right? So it could be understood that this team would mentally rest on their laurels in some way, shape, or form, especially considering how this Eagles defensive line has the advantage over our offensive line. That's one area that I think if the Eagles are able to make some type of like headway against our squad, that's where it's going to be. Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave against Andre James, Alex Leatherwood, and John Simpson. I'm going to give you that one, Corday. That's where you guys have the advantage easily right there. Easily, easily, easily. So then to move on, though, to the other side, the, to, to stay with the Philly defense, the Eagles corners, actually, I got to give them some props, too. Darius Slay is rounding back into the form of big play Slay that guy that we have known for a long time when he was with Detroit last season, he maybe ne didn't necessarily live up to the, to the billing that he had previously established when he was over there with the Lions. But this year, he's bringing it back. And Steven Nelson, who's the corner opposite of him, shout out, even though he's a beaver, not a duck, but shout out to Oregon State alum. <laughs> that dude is a solid number two corner. Yeah. Dude, is, he's just always been that throughout his whole entire career. And he's always been a starter no matter where he goes as a number two corner and just been solid. And he's still just that, solid. Right now, though, even with that defensive line, though, while Javon Hargrave is having a very, very, very standout year and Fletcher Cox is Fletcher Cox, the overall pressure rate of what this team is accumulating isn't where it was in 2020. You guys are in the bottom 11 in the league, just outside of the top 10 worst teams in terms of overall pressure rate this year. Now, going against the Raiders offensive line being what it is, that's probably going to change. That's probably going to be able to have a little bit more success. But I don't think it's going to be enough success to be able to overcome what this Raider offense is. Because the one area of the defense that I haven't addressed with you guys is that intermediate and second level. And you guys just do not have the people or the horses to hang with the likes of Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Foster Morrow, and Henry Ruggs lining up all over the place and in the slot, the different formations uses, uses that we do, and things like that. That's really where I think the Raiders are able to have a lot of success in this matchup. Derek Carr this year has been going for the jugular more than he has in other times in his career. There was, a, there was a play I uploaded to Twitter. It was that wheel route to Kenyon Drake in the end of the quarter to close out the half where he did have an open dig route, but he noticed that he had a favorable matchup on a linebacker with Kenyon Drake. 
and he went to it. And Greg Olson, the one thing that I will give him, granted, it's a small sample size, but the one thing that I will give Greg Olson with the way that he orchestrated this game plan is that he remained aggressive the whole time. And not only did he, so did Derek Carr. We saw that at the end of the first half, and we also saw that on a third down when Denver sent a seven-man pressure against Derek Carr. And then rather than look for an easy check down, Derek Carr hung in the pocket and hit Henry Ruggs on a deep post, right? Those type of plays are going to be there. And he knows the matchup when he lets it go. There's one thing that Derek Carr does not get enough credit for it. I would say that him and Dak Prescott are the two quarterbacks that are the most dismissed when it comes to this. And it's what they do at the line of scrimmage. And it's what they do pre-snap. Those guys, are they, they are incredible pre-snap, setting protections, getting you into the right place, motioning dudes left to the right, getting knowing what the down and distance is, being able to have an understanding of where the play clock is, being able to manipulate snap, to manipulate the, the cadence of their snap counts, all these different things, the minute details of playing quarterback. Derek Carr is there so much further than where Jalen Hurts is. Regardless of the fact that we're looking at a game that has two head coaches right now that collectively to this day, while we sit here and record this, have only coached seven games between the two of them. So the 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 new head coach moniker that we're going to apply to Rich Bisaccia can also still be applied to Nick Seriani. He's still just going through it. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily know if that's going to be able to play a that that doesn't seem like an advantage to either team to me. It's not. It's not. I don't think it is. It's not at all. It's not at all. So what it comes down to then is the people who have been established and entrenched in that organization longer, the signal caller. And when it comes down to that, let me go ahead and go ahead and put my money on Derek Carr. Another one tiny aspect of this game today. This is the first time I guess you could say that the Cover Zero podcast ever had some type of quote unquote breaking news. We signed Desmond Trufant. I love that pickup, by the way. So do I. So do I. Gus Bradley gets another corner who is a veteran and is well versed in playing in the cover three scheme. We've seen that my guy, granted, I was this is this was my dude. I love when we selected him. He was one of my late round gems. Amik Robertson, he's he's just not there yet. He's just not there yet. I mean, I, love I mean, he he'll be all right. He'll yeah, be yeah. Right. I mean, he keep him on the roster, give him some time, yeah. let him get some more game experience. He didn't really get much at all last year. You know what I mean? I'm I'm yeah. still that's still my dude. I'm still gonna. You gotta understand him. too. I mean, he was put really last year. A lot of reasons. First of all, we had a terrible defensive coordinator. And they played him at a spot where he shouldn't really been playing. Although Lamar, uh, blanking on his name, not Lamar, Lamarcus, you know they they Lamarcus joined. They had him playing slot, and second from him was your boy Amik Robinson. And Amik, I feel like he's better on the outside. The Me only too, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Is that he's shorter? That's the yeah. only thing. But he has his length. He has his long arms. So I just feel like he really has to get. He'll he'll be all right. He'll be yeah, right. I mean, I I, I got to be honest though. It hasn't looked good. It didn't look so good. Far. It didn't. I'm it did. I'm still riding with the dude. We still got him for a few years, but either way, I he like this signing, and we'll go ahead and bring Desmond along, and then maybe you know, I mean, he ain't gonna start over Trayvon when Trayvon's healthy. Nah. But it's just it's I like the signing because this gives you another dude who just can function on the outside well. The Raiders right now, believe it or not, even though the, both of these teams, honestly, both of these teams, you're looking at two squads right now that blitz less than any other two ball clubs. In the, you're not going to see much blitzes this weekend. 
if they keep doing what they've been doing philosophically. These are literally the two bottom teams in terms of blitz rate. Gus yeah. is known for not blitzing at all. He's not. He, dead last in the NFL <laughs> blitz rate. Yeah. Dead well, last. Rightfully so. <laughs> Look at dead his last. <laughs> he just yeah. he, he, he do it, but he only does it 13.5% of the time. You know, the only team, the next place team who does it less than, not less than him, but closest to him, the Eagles. <laughs> so, yeah, we just, neither squad really blitzes a lot. But beside that, the Raiders are top 11 in the pressure rate, while the Eagles, as I previously said earlier, are bottom 11 in pressure rate. So, I say all that to say this. Las Vegas, I got winning this game. I feel like it's, when you look at, what both of these defenses have put on the table. These are respectable defenses that we're going to see in this matchup. And then this is an offense with the Raiders that just threw the air. The defenses that have made the Chargers look like mincemeat, that have made other opposing offenses look terrible, they still haven't made the Raiders look terrible. The Raiders only looked really bad offensively in one game. And, you know, I'm going to continue to ride with what we've seen from Derek Carr and what we have seen just from this team in general. Give me the Raiders. I like the score to be 20, no, 30. Let me go 30 to 23. Raiders. Covering the spread and winning. Yep. That's where I have it right now. Before we get into our game of the week, we're going to go ahead and get a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back. It's the Cover Zero Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Jordan, and there's two things that I have to drink every day. And no, one of them is not craft beer, but that's water and coffee. Every morning, I have to have a cup of coffee. This episode is brought to you by IamWiseCoffeeCompany.com. I tried the Caramel Trust, the Morning Equity, and the one thing that stands out most to me about both of them is the quality. Wake up in the morning, turn on a game, fire up some breakfast, and pour yourself a cup of I Am Wise Coffee. Go to IamWiseCoffeeCo.com, enter in the promo code COVERZERO, save yourself 10%, and the quality will be there, guaranteed. All right, we are back with our game of the week. Game of the week being the Tennessee Titans, as I said at the start of the show, coming off that huge Monday night win at home against Buffalo, hosting the 3-3 Kansas City Chiefs. And ironically enough, both of these teams may not have started off the way they had anticipated this season starting. Tennessee was throttled, just absolutely embarrassed by Arizona in week one and then they had a weird strange loss to the jets just two weeks after that aj brown and julio jones have both been dealing with hamstring injuries but aj at least looked more like himself this previous monday night and then kc this team is you know they didn't expect to be 500 as they sit here while their defense has been horrible they played against some very high powered offenses apart from necessarily Washington and, I mean, to keep it a buck, the Eagles. 
So as I sit here, Corday, before we get into the matchup, this is one question that I wanted to get into. Kansas City right now at 500. They were a lot of people's favorites to win the Super Bowl. And if you go to a lot of different bookies, you still have them with one of the lowest odds among the rest of the NFL teams in the spectrum of the whole entire league. While they sit here right now, what is your, not just this game, but overall, when we're looking at the playoff picture and we're looking at during the playoffs, how would you envision this team finishing out their season right now? So um, I'm, I'm envisioning them getting healthy, uh, returning back to form, uh, stop playing Chris Jones at defensive end, because Frank Clark was hurt. Um, Thank you. Uh, I thought I remember when I first heard that move. I thought that was, was dumb. Because uh, I'm like, first off, he's top three, top four. Uh, D-tackle, why would you put him at DN because Frank Clark is hurt? Sign some guy or, like, have somebody else in or blitz. I don't know. I was like, you don't. <laughs> I was just like that. That was a dumb move to me. And then he became all right, like versus being dominant. Um, uh, Daniel Sorensen might have to get benched. And he did actually on. last game. He did exactly. Yeah, okay. they. That's bro. You're like hitting on everything I was going to yeah. talk about. Keep yeah, going. That's, that, that's an improvement, man. That's an improvement. They definitely. Yeah, they uh put Ron Juan Thornhill back out there at, at safety. Yeah, I think I shared a meme of uh, <laughs> of Tyron Matthew just throwing his hands up. Repeatedly, mm-hmm. as, uh, Daniel Soros and just kept getting torched. Um, and then, how does he feel like Kansas City need to make a trade for like a wide receiver? Just because like everything's out of sync with them, like on offense mainly, or or shoot a running back really trade for like Marlon Mack out of Indy. That would be like a nice good addition. Um, because this offense is really starting to become. All we got to do is stop Tyreek Hill. Just going to play cover two. Uh, can't go deep and have trap. Uh, have Kelsey beat us. And this, But we have to make them slowly go down the field. And we've seen Mahomes not want to do that. And then they, I think, and, well, I won't say Andy Reid because Eric B. Enemy is the OC. Uh, Eric B. Enemy and Andy Reid don't want to do that. They want to be explosive. They want to throw it down deep. They want to uh, put up seven like now. But then. I feel like they need to use the running game more because they keep their defense off the field, you know? Like, their mm-hmm. defense isn't that good. So you would think you would go to the running game. But I know my old head coach, he don't believe in the running game, so we're going to keep throwing it until we hit <laughs> until we hit it deep. So I feel like that's a lot of the problems happening with the Chiefs. Now I feel like they will start to right these wrongs because Mahomes is still – the best QB in the league, the most talented, just ridiculous. Um, so I feel because he's such a great player, they will start to right these wrongs um, and then start heading to the um, the season, into the playoffs. Um, I don't like how people have – I remember I saw, I think ESPN had him, had the, the Chiefs ranked second in power rankings. I'm like, how do you have them second? They're still – they're 500. It's power. That's the tough thing about power rankings, man. It's the tough thing about power rankings. It's what power. That's why it's power rankings and not just standings. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. I and I get it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like yeah. they don't look like like this team. The defense, like you said, has been awful. But it's like power rankings are a mix of what you have seen and what you anticipate happening. And it just each person has 
that scale tilted differently. Like, yeah, I know I've seen the Chiefs do this, but right now I would still anticipate them doing that. That's 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 my only explanation. I can put them at five. You ain't got to be two. Like, sure, I mean, but maybe that's just you know, maybe they like look, you know, some early. Like, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's what I think what makes power rankings cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I wouldn't drop them to ten or twelve. I would still have them like top five because I believe in Mahomes that much. But I you can you. drop lower than two. Like you know, yeah, I, I, I understand you. power rankings like because I feel they're going to get shape up, they're going to round back into shape and things like that. But you're not two. You could be yeah. five. Like if we're doing okay. a top five, you could be five. And t- like so, then by that rationale, mm-hmm. you don't have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, that's what it's saying. That's you see. <laughs> that's what it's saying. So it cl- yeah, if you still, people, I think people are just really scared not to put them in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 a tough thing to go through. I mean, it's really not though. They're not. You know, my thing is with the Chiefs, they can be beat. And I know there's sure, sure. I'm not sure. saying it. I'm not saying it like they're just an easy team or nothing like that. None of these mm-hmm. games come easy, and they're obviously one of the hardest teams. But they they have they have their flaws. They're not a great defensive team, and I feel like a lot of the. And I'm not even really trying to go. I'm gonna let Corday finish before yeah. I get into it and whatnot. But I, I just feel like they have their flaws. I'm just gonna leave it there. But yeah. they they have issues. They're not a perfect team. They're not a perfect team, and and defensively they haven't been for forever. They've never been a really good defensive team, especially since Andy Reid's been there. And they've been even worse since yeah. he's been there. They got some talent. They got one of the best defensive tackles there, but that is barely showing anything. And you know, being there, it's like they're, they're terrible. Yeah, um, I, I have to agree with, disagree with you. They was never a good defense because in those Alex Smith days, they were a dominant defense. Uh, but since they switched to the 4-3, they haven't been. You think like they were that. dominant at that time. I would say yeah. dominant, but I would say they had they the were Super better. Bowl year. They I think better. I feel like the Super Bowl year they had a respectable to good defense. Oh no, he, he's well. I'm saying since never Mahomes dominant though. Over, no, but I was saying in the Alex Smith like days that was still he, Andy Reid time. Yeah, that's Andy Reid. They were never dominant. Never dominant, bro. They were good. They, they they were a little bit better. They were good. They never was it, you you didn't look at their defense like, oh yeah, they got a really, really good defense there. No, they had a okay, okay, yeah, defense is good enough. One of those. Dr. Terry Poe. Uh good, but not dumb. Yeah, he ain't yeah, bro. <laughs> he ain't he wasn't uh, good. No, All that, right, okay, that like, like, okay, okay. Let, let me do this. Let me do this, Corday. Explain how they were dominant. Oh, they uh killer pass rush. They had um they had Tom Bali, Houston, Don Terry Poe in the middle, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry back Derek there. Derek like Johnson that. was not there when those dudes were there. Oh, wait. Oh, you're talking about the other Derek, linebacker. Derek I see what you're saying. Yeah, the Derek linebacker Johnson. from Texas. I got you. I got you. Linebacker from Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, I thought for a second you was talking about Derek Thomas. That's my fault. <laughs> no, 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 The 90s? No, 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 yeah, no. That's my fault. Keep going. <laughs> I was saying that that defense was dominant. but um. It they had to play ball control offense, I think, and that was the huge problem. That by the time the playoffs came, they were so wore down because they had to keep it so tight and had to make up for like Alex Smith's flaws. And because it was Jamal Charles and things like that, I'm saying those defenses early on was dominant by the time, but they were got beat up by the time the uh, playoffs happened. And then and then they learned all that in the playoffs. I can't I can't say a team is dominant in the regular season and then to get to the playoffs. They all of a sudden is beat up. 
a dominant defense plays dominant all throughout the whole year. That's how I look at it, dominant defense. Yeah, I mean, I mean to me, was, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. They were I mean, good. I, that's just, yeah, I get what you're saying. You name, they, they were good players. They were really yeah. solid players, but they were really, for for the most part, they were really solid in that scheme. Those players, some of those players that left and went elsewhere, they weren't shit. Mm-hmm. All right, but no, to get back to the game at hand, <laughs> with, with, but no, I feel like that was a necessary tangent. That was necessary. That was very necessary. Yeah, I mean, but they, they were dominant. <laughs> yeah, but this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Corday, about yeah. this squad right now. Yeah. So the Chiefs' defense has been by oh, so many yeah. different metrics and just the eye test yeah. even. Their yeah. defense has been very bad. Yeah. But granted, if you look at some of the offenses that they have played, even the majority of them, Cleveland, yeah. one of the best running attacks in the NFL, Yep. right? You look at Baltimore, yep. the most difficult offense arguably to deal with in the entire NFL, Buffalo, who's been putting up tons and tons of points within the league. The Chargers been setting everybody but the Ravens on fire. Mm-hmm. And then your Eagles along with the Washington football team. Yeah. Do you think this defense has been playing bad more as a result of their competition or because of just they're a bad defense? Bad defense. Okay. I'm glad you said that. They, 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 they've been a bad defense. They were like an okay defense, but ra- rounded into form, it's like heading towards the playoffs and Tyron Matthew was just playing out of his mind. But, and then it's funny because I realized because they played that old line played so terrible in the Super Bowl that they overhauled it and spent a bunch of draft capital on that old line to protect Mahomes. Shout out and, Creed Humphrey. Yeah. And right. And not upgrading the defense at all that like they needed to. You know, like I felt that they did need to protect Mahomes, but I felt like allocating all those resources to that O-line, which is still like kind of like learning to gel and stuff like that. You didn't upgrade your defense at all. So you might have been okay, was able to get away with stuff last year. Now you're even more exposed because you're not even, you're not as good. And they need like a, like a, a third option, like receiver, because. If yeah, you, I agree there. I agree. Because they, they, because if Kelsey ain't getting 10, 12 catches and, or Tyreek Hill ain't taking the top off defense, that offense can't move because Hardman ain't it. Robinson is only good sometimes in the red zone. Pringle made a few, like, no, these, these, none of those other guys scare you at all. And if you're just going to run Hill deep, Oh, we're just going to play cover two and try to make uh, Kelsey beat us. And which he can, but they won't stick with it long enough. And eventually they'll become, they'll be forced their own selves to make a mistake. And then that's when other teams can capitalize on it. Then if your defense can't stop nobody, that doesn't help at all. So you asked earlier, do I think I see them in the Super Bowl? No, but I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. Okay. Because that, yeah. that defense, I feel like, isn't really going to get that much better. Because, like, who who's coming back? Who's the Pro Bowl, all-pro dude? But I mean, besides Chris Jones, in that secondary, that's going to make everything come into form to make them dominant or just very good. There's no know. player that's going to no, come back. But Tyron but I, is still nice. I, Tyron, I, I, oh, yeah, Tyron's still. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, the, yeah. Guys, I was high on him coming out, whatever. But he he's still a really good player. Well, I'm saying that, I'm saying that because he's there. 
and they're still making mistakes. I'm saying like, oh, yeah, it's not yeah. like he's coming back from injury, right? right like, right. and like, well, wait till Tyron comes back, and then things will start getting better and stuff. Like, right. that's what I'm getting at. Like, right. it's 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 more of a a lack of having good players there and their secondary at corners. Like, that's what I feel like. It's not like someone's like, well, wait till if we just get this and this, you know, kind of a like, yeah. Maybe having Chris Jones play D tackle instead of DN will help in Frank Clark there. It's gonna help some. The pass rules will always help the secondary, but then they need help in this on defense and they need a third option receiver. Like okay. they, that's that's what they need. Because Miko Harbin is just a return man. Yeah, he's or he's like a fourth just run straight down the field fast. Run like, straight down. And then sometimes he can't even do that or he won't catch the ball or he'll run the right. wrong route or something like that. So yeah, I mean, I had, I had, you had brought this up at the start of this segment, uh, Corday, and I'm with you a thousand percent. Let's start with this to be able to improve this Chiefs defense. Cover Zero is going to go ahead yeah. and fix this defense. I hope Steve Spagnolo's <laughs> listening. All right, go ahead, yeah. Spags. We got something for you. Yeah. Let's move Chris Jones back to the three technique. Yeah. I get it. You want to be able to try to play, you know, Derek Nandi and Jaron Reed together. You yeah. can cycle them in and out. Go ahead and slot Alex Okafor in while, while Clark is out. And when he comes back, you can just put one of the other guys on the other side. It doesn't matter. But put Chris Jones back in that three technique and let him play inside. That's yeah. the first thing we need to do. We've just seen how he – we've seen so long how he changes and wrecks games when he's at that spot. When you put him further away from the quarterback on the edge and you're asking him to bend, yeah. that ain't the man's skill set. The man's skill set is to disrupt and be a physical, imposing beast in yep. the center of everything. Mm-hmm. Don't take him out of there. I agree. I agree. Right. A thousand percent. A thousand that's percent. The, and that's how that, you that. open up for, for the other pass rushers. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'll yeah. make the things easier for Alex yeah. Okafer. It'll make the things easier for Frank Clark. Like, it'll, it'll just, let's just go there. All right. Boom. That's one oh. fix at the front. All right. Let's move to the second level right now. Okay, we have who is Ben Neiman. Ben Neiman has been getting a lot of snaps at linebacker because Anthony Hitchens has been in and out of the lineup. All right. As you had referenced, Corday, in terms of draft capital they used, the last person that they spent a high defensive draft pick on was Willie Gay Jr., mm-hmm. linebacker out of the SEC. Second round. Yep. Slot Willie Gay Jr. in there for Ben Neiman. All right, just let's do that right now and yeah. figure out a way to get that guy on the field. All right, now we have talked for a long time about what we're going to do about the running back pod, all that sort of thing with drafting a running back in the first round. They took Clyde Edwards Alaire while he was my number one running back on the board. They could have drafted, they could have drafted so many other players there. And I'm not going to get into the details of that. This is just me fixing the Chiefs right now. So, first level, Chris Jones into the inside. Let's move Willie Gay to the other linebacker spot. Now, as you mentioned, Corday, Juan Thornhill has now then, or you mentioned Daniel Sorensen coming out, and I'm glad that you did because I thought he could be at least a functional linebacker within a dime setting, but he can't even be that anymore. He can't even cover tight ends. And I brought this up when the Chiefs lost to the Bills. Like, okay, we got Daniel Sorensen covering Dawson Knox with help over the top. We're good. No, because Daniel Sorensen (laughs) just ran the other way. For who knows what reason, like, <laughs> I don't know. So get him off the field, 
let Tyron Matthew be that underneath lurker because his instincts are so dope. And then just put Ron Thornhill, Juan Thornhill over the top of him. I honestly, prior to this week, thought Ron Thornhill was injured because he wasn't on the field. Nah, Spags just benched him. Yeah. I don't know why. These are three little tiny things that you could do just to help. And it's not, and, and there's not a lot of teams you can say that for to where it's just like, all right, we're terrible. Things need to change. And we have assets there to possibly make that happen and shake it up. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. That I would agree 100% on just let's go ahead and try to flex that in there. And the one good thing I would say for this Chiefs defense is that, A, if they would have looked bad against this, this Washington team, then there's a serious problem. B, they didn't. So at least, like you said, Corday, they'll get to the playoffs. And maybe by that time, they can rectify the problems that exist with this defense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I would say it as well. Josiah, uh, that was just basically our take on how to. <laughs> yeah, y'all broke it down. Y'all yeah. broke it down right That there. was basically our take on how to, like, rectify the defense. <laughs> I'm going to throw the same question to you that I did throw to Corday. Where do you have this Chiefs team once we are looking at and talking about the postseason? I, I got them making the postseason for sure. I don't know if I got them making or or winning the whole AFC West. I just – or the AFC West. I, I don't – I just – and I'm not saying that being biased. It's just that the AFC is tough in general as a conference, and the AFC West is tough. So, but you know would I mean? you – let me – before sorry, before you go in, quick thing. You don't got them winning it, but do you got them going the furthest out of all the teams in the AFC West? Like if they make – Like, so let's say they make – let's say they make it as a wild card. And the Chargers win a division. But then when the playoffs roll around, right now as we sit here today in October. I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm not saying that because, you know, it's just, like I said, because I don't like the Chiefs. No, you're just being honest. I, I'm I just being honest. I just think because that defense is so bad. If they run into the wrong team, like this week, the team that they're playing, you know, them being able to run the ball. See, at one point, you looked at Patrick Mahomes and that offense like they're going to find a way to put up a bunch of points. They're just going to yeah. – I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to make a way. He's going. They're going to make a way, you know, period. The way he throws the ball, the way his wide receivers and tight ends is able to come back to the ball because that's what he's been able to do. You know, they 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 went ahead and upgraded that offensive line and, and, and hopefully he'll have more time in the pocket to be able to find the wide receivers and the tight ends a lot quicker then having to scramble around and wait open, wait for them to get open and all this. I mean, it's like a it's it's, it's a video game when he's playing back. The whole offense is like a video game. But now defenses prepare for that. They know that they can get a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and he's got to make a crazy pass. The 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 cornerbacks and safeties they're right they're on it they're on it. So they're causing him to make these these these. I mean, he's already there's a lot of bad throws that Patrick Mahomes has made. But yeah. they've been like kind of accurate, you know, in a sense. So it's like, oh my God, what kind of throw was that? I mean, you ain't never seen a QB throw a ball like that because the way he threw it and it having a nice spiral on it and all of that. But now defenders, corners, safeties, all of that linebackers, they're ready for that right now. They're ready. They've been, I mean, I'm not gonna say they've been, but this year so far, they've been ready for that. Absolutely, now, man. Tied for second most picks in the league and the fifth highest interception rate in 2021. Yeah. And and that and that's that's really because they've seen it so much from him that they know what they got to do. If their O line 
is not able to block that. Not even that. If their D-line, if their defense is able to get to Patrick Mahomes and he has to scramble, granted, I know the secondary has to do more work running around with the tight ends and the wide receivers and all that. But like Corday said, if the wide receivers are not really that good and they're not able to really break open like that and you're double-teaming Tyreek Hill and you're – I mean, at that point, you know, all the other ones, if they're not able to – you know, run past you with their speed and stuff like that, then you you really don't got to worry about them too much. You're really just focused on Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. And at that point, you know, it, it, your work becomes a little bit easier if you have those defensive lines, especially if you have a better game plan on the defensive side for Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's what's really going on right here. And they're going against the Titans defense. And that's why I think this is going to be a high-scoring game because both of these defenses are not that good. But one runs the ball a lot better than the other by far. Yeah. We've just seen, I mean, we've been seeing it for I don't know how long now. We've been seeing it for a while now. And he just had a dominant game recently, Derrick Henry. He just, you know, and he gets better as the quarters go on. His yards and everything. It's so unbelievable how it's that's like true. Bro. It's unbelievable. You Did know, you I see mean, the graphic they showed on Monday yeah, night? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, not Monday night. Monday night, they showed a graphic. His first quarter yards per carry, like 2.7. His second quarter yards per carry. Yeah, I've seen that. That's the same graphic I've seen, bro. It's like three. His third is like four. His fourth quarter is like six. Six yards, bro. Like the dude get video game power-ups or something that nobody else gets. Like extra guys and extra lives. Like he eats the mushroom like Mario. I don't know. (laughs) Right, bro. And these def- these these corners and defensive backs has to t- they have to tackle this dude. He's not small. It's not like he's a small running back. No, he's huge. He's huge. And you're expecting your defenders that's been your your corners, your safeties, and linebackers, everybody, even you know defensive tackles. I know they get you know there's a lot of rotations going on on that defensive line. But by that time, regardless if you're second, third string coming in, you're you're worn out by having to yeah. tackle this dude. You know what I'm saying? On the in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I, I just this Chiefs defense is really, really bad. And I think they know if they can get a lot of and it's not again, it's not that Patrick Mahomes is a bad QB or the offense is bad. It, that's that's not the no case. the offense is basically the same. The only thing it's is different is turnovers. Yeah, it's just the same. It's just more turnovers because exactly. now they're expecting yeah. what Patrick Mahomes is about to do. Right. And they know if they can get pressure on him, then they, they only have to take out really two guys and they'll be okay. You know, and, and they can really, you know, and 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 so I I just I feel like that's going back to what Corday was saying. They need to add obviously they can't do it now. It is what it is now. You know, next year that's one of the things I was that I would focus on is getting another weapon and then really doing some more stuff on that offensive line. They tried they they did what they could this year. But it's just it's just not working. It's not working. And so now here we are here. And and I just to answer your question, if they get to the playoffs, and that was your question, right? If they get to the playoffs, who yeah. gets the furthest in the AFC West or yep. just Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would I'll put it this how, way. How far does Kansas and, City go? I don't think they get that far. I think maybe they get out the first round. Maybe. Depending on who they, they go don't to. reach the the no, championship game. Nope. nope. Okay. I put money on. Like, they keep playing the way. If they keep playing the way they play, they're playing right now. And three teams out sure. of the AFC West get there. 
I got money on it that they won't get to the AFC Championship. Okay, but let's. But do you have? I'm with you. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Do you anticipate them turning it around? No. How? Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, when I I don't know. I mean, what can they do? But I mean, I, I laid think. out three different things they could do to transform and maybe change the defense. Just different changes, even if and they then, or, or or maybe the execution changes. Like there's all right with Chris Jones. I hear what you're saying with Chris Jones. I don't. I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But I you I just don't see that happening. I don't think they have enough talent on that defense. Even if okay. they change him and okay. they put him back to where his natural potential. I don't think they have enough talent. Okay. You know, no. and, and that's you know that that's that's my thing. I, I just don't. I you know I think they can. I okay. So answer, they can improve. They can improve. Yes, because they need to go back to what they were doing previously. Yes, especially with Chris Jones. But mm-hmm. do I think that's enough to really say, oh wow, this defense okay now? Instead of being twenty eighth in the league, now they're twenty fifth. I just I I just think. Yeah. It's not good enough. It's not good yeah. enough. And the AFC has gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's like, it's kind of like I was talking about with the power rankings thing. It's right. like, it's what we've seen versus what you expect. And right, what right. you're saying, don't let me, if I'm wrong, let me know. But what I'm saying, what you're saying is that you just don't see, you don't expect them that their defense is going to get good enough to where that when the playoffs roll around, they're going to be able to land themselves back into the AFC championship game. I don't see it. I do not see it. Unless, you know, I, I don't know. Unless Magic comes back on that offense where it's like, you know, he's, you know, these wide receivers. I, I just, it has to be on offense. It has to be somewhere on that offense. Maybe they run the ball more. You sure? You know, I mean, they, they, sure, they've sure. had a couple games where, you know, uh, Clyde's had a couple hundred-yard games. But he's at one – yeah, I think yeah, I think a couple hundred yard games. Yeah, mm-hmm. one yeah. down against the what the Eagles, right? Yeah, and I think he might have even had a hundred against the Chargers, even though they lost. So but that's what the char the Chargers want that though. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So, but that, as a whole, I mean that that's you know because you can't. It's not much you really can do. Some I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. You know, make some move the players. Do some different, you know, things with the players and moving back to where their natural positions are. Yeah, shake it up, make something happen. I could see that. I could see them improving on that, on that point, especially on the defense. But I still think for them to get back to that AFC championship game, it's going to have to be on the offense. And the offense don't look good. And it's not because of Patrick Mahomes or the play calling. It's because the offensive line is just not playing well. And now the defense is prepared for what kind of, they're prepared for Patrick Mahomes and what he's going to have to do, and they don't have much talent on the on the on the uh, on the wide receiver end. They don't have much talent there. Right, right. No, you're right. You're right. I I can't uh, like as far as to what you you've said. You talk like what we've seen from them. I can't dispute any of that. I can't, and I'm I'm not going to do that. For me though, I still think this team gets back to the AFC title game. I know you I, mean, you, you think so? I, yeah, I just. Here's my reasoning why. Why though? Because in the past, you gotta let that go. I know, but I mean, it's still, it's still Patrick Mahomes, as you said, as you said, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, and the only thing that's different from Patrick Mahomes is turnovers. That's that's (laughs) that's the biggest thing right now. That's big, bro. 
it's huge, which it is. I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't huge. What I'm saying is, is I think that he stops turning it over at the rate that he is. And what I think happens is that this defense, Wait, I think on. Steve Spagnolo is too good of a coordinator to not make the necessary changes to just make this defense good enough to get them back to the AFC title game. That's just where I'm at. That, that's really it. Patrick Mahomes not turning the ball over and Steve Spagnolo, Spagnolo making enough changes to get them back to the AFC title game. Do I have them in the Super Bowl right now like I did prior to the start of the season? No, I don't. I don't. So if they get to the Super Bowl, we can go ahead and pull this pod back up. <laughs> and I was, none of us had them there, right? Yeah. None of us did, right. right? But I had them going the farthest. I mean, we don't have Brandy here. We don't got Henry here, et cetera, whatever. But I got them back in the AFC title game, right? And there's three teams that I could see them facing. Bills, Ravens, Chargers, and possibly I got them losing to. all three as of which, and which I have and, lost, I, and I know they have lost all three. But I'm just and, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, those are the three teams they have lost to, which is so crazy <laughs> to think about. It is, and and I get it. You know what I mean? But like, I just think like I I have too much invested just from what I know football wise of oh, wow. Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. The offensive line, I feel like, is going to be able to be... Creed Humphrey is balling his ass off. Balling his ass off. Best... Let me think right now. He's He might be the best rookie offensive lineman in the NFL right now. That's one. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I know, I'm not done. Joe Thune, Joe Thune has not lived up to the money that they paid him. Glad you said that. Joe Thune <laughs> has not lived up the money that they paid him. Way. And that was a great pickup. It was a great pick. I would have done the same thing in the offseason signing the him. Like they did. <laughs> right, right. I would have done the same thing. He just for I, you know, whatever it is, you turn on the tape. He's not he he's he's all right, but they're paying this dude like he's Quentin Nelson, and he's clearly not. You know what I mean? So, and then the thing that's really honestly the biggest is that. Patrick Mahomes, for the large part of his career, had tackles that knew how he played, and mm-hmm. and and Mitchell Schwartz was uh, was uh, was the right tackle for them. Was he knew how? Like when, when I say knew how he played, Patrick Mahomes takes deeper drops than a lot of quarterbacks do. Right, right, right. He takes way deeper drops. The average depth that a quarterback is in a shotgun. Shotgun drops are generally five to seven, right, in the NFL. So you're generally seven yards behind the center because that's the leverage point where you have to step in the pocket, step up in the pocket, like I was talking about with Derek Carr. Derek Carr got to that seven step, Von Miller go to the outside, Derek Carr step up. Now the leverage changes for your tackles. That's a quarterback helping out his offensive line. Right. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and even Kyler Murray at times they just because of the way they are, they don't even Lamar Jackson, they don't always help out their quarterbacks with those type of drops. Right. You know, and you just generally have to live with them being who they are because they make the unconventional conventional with their skill set. Right. I'm going to be able to right now sit here and put my <laughs> chips on them at least rectifying the wrongs because Steve Spagnolo is you know, while the Chiefs have been, you know, not like we were talking about, not 
a great defense in a long time, unless you're asking Corday, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a jab. He wasn't even there when they were, when they were <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get it. That's not, that's a tangent, but bro, no, but what it was good, bro. It was, <laughs> it was good. When, oh, he changed it. Were they, they good were. or great? Great. Okay. 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 But, but what I'm saying is bags wasn't the coordinator back then. I think that was Dean Pease. That was Dean Pease. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. um, his first but, year. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm saying is is though I just I to sum it up before we get into this actual game preview to sum it up is just I anticipate this Chiefs team returning to the Chiefs team that we have come accustomed to know and I've spent more time watching their film and what they can do and seeing their limits and seeing their ceiling and even as they sit here as as a offense that's still putting up a lot of points, an offense that is seeing the fewest third downs in the NFL. I'm going to be able to hedge my bet and say that, yeah, I got them back in the AFC title game. That's where I'm going. Okay. Now so, that, that, that fewest third downs in the whole NFL. Okay, because I was going to ask you, what makes you think, and this is kind of beside, well, we're still on offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what, yeah. What's up? What makes you think, that Patrick Mahomes is just gonna just stop turning over the ball, like what because makes- he'll realize, you know what? I think I- he's good yeah. enough to realize. Look, <laughs> I got it. I can't get. He had the Chiefs had lived in this world where it didn't matter right. if they turned the ball over. Yeah. Like he can lose the turnover margin, which right now this team is the is second to last in the turnover margin in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Right. It's only one team, Jaguars, that have a worse turnover margin right. in the entire league than the Chiefs. They've never sat in that type of atmosphere. They've never lived there. And I'm not going to anticipate that they continue to do so. That's just, that's where I'm at. With just, I feel like Mahomes is going to realize, like, okay, maybe it's this week, maybe it's next week. At some point, he's going to realize, okay, I can't live in this in this world where I'm taking these insane risks and I'm and I'm trying okay, to do, I, I, okay, okay yeah like I'm trying to do everything that Brett Favre wishes he could have done his whole career even though he's done so like you know in terms but do of, you think I mean he's been playing like this his whole his whole career but he's never turned the ball over like this I know because defenses are just now getting on to it I mean that, but that's, I don't, that's what I that see yeah but like okay like so like like certain plays, like there's just certain things where, like that, that those plays where he's throwing the ball just so across awkward. his body, he's doing he things that you throw. don't teach quarterbacks to do. I get you, I get he's you. Been doing that since day one, and for and to think, I get what you're saying. At one point, you're like, okay, I can't throw the ball that way, and I have to. I get that, and and he can improve on that this year, this season. I can see him improving on that. I mean, the next couple, maybe even this week. Right, but I mean that is his game. That is, that is his game. game. That is his how game. He's, that is how he's played. So I mean, is it is it going to come down to you know him really changing it, or or is the defenses maybe like rather than? And this was even a pass he completed last week. The pass he completed there ended up being a penalty on it. He's rolling to his right against Washington. Tyreek Hill is breaking on this like seventeen yard dig. The fact that right. they have like a built-in backside dig being at 17 yards. Right, know. right. Who does that? <laughs> but the Chiefs. But so he's rolling to his right. He rolls to his right. 
Hill is on the opposite hash. Mahomes is Hill's on the left hash, sprinting towards the numbers. Mahomes is on the far right numbers, running right. One foot chucks it back across his body. He completed that shit. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know. I know, I know you're not saying, I know you're not saying that's what he can't do or anything like that. But maybe those are things where it's like, look, Pat, just get this four yard gain. Right. Because our defense is doing this. Can they do that though? That's I'm going to. I'm go, what I'm saying is, I think they can. That that's just this is just where I'm at. We just we disagree. Right. Okay. Um. That's just all it is. We just disagree on what will happen. I'm saying they rectify enough things. They should run the ball more, in my opinion. I maybe really maybe it's that. Run that ball. Like because that's another good point because a lot of teams are showing them the too high scheme. And this is yeah. this is where a lot of the NFL is going. Like Brandon Staley inviting the run. Go ahead. Too high. Yeah. Yeah. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I don't think you're going to be able to use the run enough to be able to beat me. Yep. That's what Brandon Staley, that's his philosophy. Yep. Right? And the Bills, they have the same philosophy. Yep. Right? Maybe that's why the Bills lost to the Titans the way that they did. Yep. You know what I mean? It, this, it's just a matter of how you approach it. And so maybe when teams do, that's how the Chiefs last year, Josiah, that's a great point, actually. Now that, more that I think about that. That's how they beat the Bills in the regular season last year was Clyde Edwards Lair and Damian Williams and those dudes yeah. just running the ball. Like just run, 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 run. And it worked. So may, maybe it's that. I mean, I, it's, there's, there's different ways it can happen. Whether or not they go to it will remain to be seen. I'm putting my chips on that they find the fix and that they make the changes to result in the solution. So, yeah, KC, AFC title game. That's where I'm at. <laughs> now, let me ask you one more question. Yeah, what's up? Okay, so now we talked about those three teams that they play. The Ravens, the Bills. What was the other one? The Chargers. Chargers. As a, as it stands now, if if say the playoffs started tomorrow, do you think the Chiefs can beat in, in, either one of those teams? Do you think they would beat in either one of those teams? They have a talent. Okay, out. I'm glad you phrased it that way because can yes. they can? can yes. Do you think would? They will? Yeah. You know, if it started tomorrow, <laughs> and let's say they were playing the Ravens, man, that's tough. Because the Ravens did, I mean, it's always a close game between them. So I, it's know. but the Chiefs have handled the Ravens more often than not, and I know that's years. Well, the last past game, the, the last game, the Ravens came back and had a statement win. That game about, was close as hell. What about the game before it all? The game last, Chiefs smacked them. Chiefs, Chiefs smacked them. That was the first time Lamar ever beat Patrick Mahomes. Yep, sure was. Ever. Wait, hold on. The best time. No, I know. No, no, I know that was the best time. No, I know that was the first time Lamar beat them, but it was a close game the second, the last time. Mm-mm. Even though the Chiefs won, it was a close game. No, no. They, it was a Monday night game early in the season, and the Chiefs they dominated. Smacked them. They did. Yeah. They did. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I got it. Okay. And they haven't met in the postseason. Yeah, I know that, but I'm just regular season. It was a Monday I'm night not, game. It was a Monday night. It was a Monday night game. And I specifically remember, shout out to uh, the, the Ale Fire. Shout out to Ale Fire, my bottle shop out here in Northeast Portland. I pulled up in there after after work and was like, what? Looking at the score? Yeah, no. 
the Chiefs smacked them. Oh, they, oh yeah, they beat them. Let me see here. I'm looking at, okay, so September 28th, 2020. 20. 20. 34 to 20 by 14. By yeah, and like, you know, there's those games that were the score, like like us. We beat the Broncos by 10, but we won by clearly more than that. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, the game overall. This yeah. was This was a game, like Lamar came back. I couldn't believe it. That was one of the reasons why I have Lamar where I have him in terms of, you know, all pro race, MVP, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Because he showed a resolve and they won. They came back, but nonetheless, I mean, like to answer your question, if they were to play tomorrow, if it was, if we were previewing KC at Baltimore as opposed to KC at Tennessee, yeah, right now I pick Baltimore. I would. Okay. I would because right now, today, the Ravens, I think, are one of the best, if not the best team in the NFL. Right. And, but I think from now going until we reach the playoffs, I think there's just too much at Kansas City for me to say they won't be in the AFC title game. And who's to know it's not against Baltimore? Right. So that's, that's Baltimore. So, that's what about so what about the, the, the Chargers? How do you feel? If they play them again, going back even with them. Because they'll play the Chargers again. If they play the Chargers. If it was a play, just in general, all three teams, not saying they'll play them in a row. I'm just saying if that was the first game they had to play in the playoffs, whether it was Chargers, Ravens, Titans. I mean – We'd well, obviously have to wait till we get there because that's a long time. But right now, the the Chargers, if we if I have to do a power ranking, would I have the Chiefs ahead of either of those teams right now? I might have them better than Buffalo. The Chiefs better than Buffalo? If I was to do a power ranking right now? I don't think so. I don't think so either, bro. I don't, and I don't even believe in Josh Allen like that, but I don't think the team as a the Bills as a whole. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, this this just this is just. I hear you though. I hear. It's a, it's a, it's a, we'll a, see. We'll, we'll, we got. We'll we have see. time. We have so. There's still. A I just lot want to know. I, I just want to see yeah. where where you. Because I know. I know you had I, beginning of the season. I had them back in the Super Bowl yeah, and winning yeah. it. Yeah, you did. So I just I was curious on how you felt. I yeah. No, I don't. I don't necessarily. If I was to sit here and be a betting man now, I would say they're not gonna win it. Okay. If I had to be a betting man now. But I do have them still. Once I feel like the playoffs and everything else unfolds, okay, yeah. So, but now to get to the game, to get to the game. I thought we got to. No, we haven't previewed Casey at Tennessee at all. We just talked about where Casey's going to be in terms of the whole overall. Goddamn. <laughs> right. Thing you you had talked about a little bit, like about what you know Tennessee's going to do as far as rushing the ball and all that sort of thing. And I mean, well, I mean, if we did, did anyone give a score? I don't recall that. I didn't give a score, but I do think, yeah, going back to the Russian, I just, and this is where you're right. I, I didn't really go all the way into it or, or just finish it at least. I just feel like the Titans are going to be able to run the ball, I think. Oh, yeah, no, you guys, that's the thing. I didn't get into my preview on the game. That's it. Keep yeah, going. They're, they're going to be able to run the ball. I think they're going to be able to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. You know, and the deep. This is going to be a high-scoring game, though. I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be anything to a blowout or anything, or where the Chiefs start off slow or anything like that. But I do think the Titans do enough. I, I got them winning thirty-three to thirty in this game right here. I think the Titans is, you know, they they needed that win. That last win, I know it. It, it was, you know, 
that the, the whole Josh Allen, the, the whole deal, the play calling, should have called it, didn't call it, whatever it was, they got that win. They needed that win more than Buffalo needed that win. And I yeah. think now they're they're coming into this one right here. And I think I think I think they are ready. I think they are ready. They, they, like I said, both defenses are bad. If I had to pick a defense, then see that's a question right there. What defense? Yeah, because both defenses are not good. They're both terrible. I mean, I like Chris Jones better than any player on the Titans, so I guess I guess the Chiefs, but then where they're playing them, maybe not, you know, so yeah, I, I'll, give me give me Kevin Byard at safety, his natural position, yeah. as opposed to Chris Jones at DN. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like how I like how you yeah. put that. And yeah. Jeremy Simmons is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not there. No, uh, wait, is he playing? Yeah, I think he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He he was the one who stopped him on fourth and fourth. That was yeah. Sim- no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Titans. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't have the numbers on me, but I'm assuming it's upset. Assuming most people got the Chiefs, but I'm gonna go with the Titans on this one. KC favored by four and a half. Yeah, I, I got the Titans. Titans by three. Corday, what's your score? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Henry's favorite uh, safety in the whole entire. Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard, you know, because he 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 just a playmaker out there. He, He's been no, balling he, this year again. Yeah, he yeah. has been. He has been. He hasn't got the eight picks he has like like previous, but I'm like last time I was watching, I'm like, yeah, this dude is balling, and I was like, I'm yeah, because now man. teams know don't test this man, yeah, exactly. But he still is like second or yeah. third in the league in picks right now. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go with the Titans as well. Uh, Big Henry down running downhill because I think Chris Jones is still out with, with his wrist injury too. Oh, he's so, out. Yeah, I, I didn't know he, he so he's not gonna play off that injury. I, I, I think so. I think he's because Chris Jones he's still been out his his uh, that wrist. That's why, like, he's been out these last few games. Like last, like when Frank Clark came back, Chris Jones was out with a wrist injury. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, and I don't. It's always tough when we do these things on Tuesday, because the official injury report for teams that play on Sunday come out Wednesday. So when everybody listens to this on Thursday, right. we're just not privy to that info. But that's a great point, and you're exactly right. Yeah, he he was out. He was ruled out against the Titans. So. But or not against the Titans, but against uh, the Washington football team. So, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I went on that whole tirade about why I got Kansas City. You know, going ahead and rounding it out, and I'm gonna take Kansas City in this game. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning. I just think that when you have two defenses that aren't good, I'm gonna put my money on that Chiefs team to be able to edge out the bad defense more than I would put it on the Titans team to edge out the bad defense. But I still think it's close. Yeah. I have the Chiefs not covering, but winning 34-30. Kansas City. Yeah. I think we put our money on uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, that man got, what, 700 yards, 760 yards in six games? And yeah, almost 800. Almost 800. And I mean, look, I'm not, I'm like, he's going to go off. He is going to go off. Kansas City's run defense is allowing the second most yards per attempt on the ground in the NFL, <laughs> 5.2. Are you picking the Chiefs? You know Bro, this? Yeah, I am. I am. Derrick Henry can go off and have 190 yards and three scores, and that's 21 points, and then Patrick Mahomes can throw for four touchdowns, and then that's 28 I, points. Yeah, rule. 
Ryan Tannehill hit him with a couple play actions too. He sure, he sure did, and he sure will. You know what I mean? That's why I got thirty four thirty. Yo, no lie. I remember I'm watching a game and I see Derek Henry just going off, and I'm just looking at Ryan Tannehill. I'm just like, you got the easiest job in the world. You ain't you you just heading off, and this dude doing everything. I'm just like. And they paid you more money than I'm like, okay. I mean, but I wouldn't say Ryan Tannehill's job's any easier than Baker Mayfield's. Who you know that that's a question. Because honestly, like like, like I think like because Ryan off that play action, granted, the linebackers do like they showed it on the on the on the play action. It was on a first down in the fourth quarter. He hit AJ on a dig route. And the linebackers fly up. And so then the window in the intermediate portion of the field is like the size of a master bedroom, right? And AJ just running there. And he still, like, he still had to put it on him to be able to, you still have to layer that throw. And by layering for the listeners, I mean, you have to get it over the intermediate defender, but you have to get it under the the backside defender so it drops right in the receiver's hands into that window. That's like layering a throw. Baker, he seems to just throw bullets, so he can't so so when he has that underneath defender in his field of vision, it's a little harder for him than it is for Ryan Tannehill if I were to sit here and assess the two guys. You know what I mean? I think especially because Chubb's been hurt, like he got hurt last year and he's hurt this year. I think it's easier for Tannehill just because you fear Henry more than Nick Chubb, just because Chubb's been hurt these last two years. I think that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say that 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 Baker gets that Tannehill doesn't get is is and they're you they're doing it a little bit more this year mm-hmm. with uh Todd Downing as the offensive coordinator instead of Arthur Smith over there in Tennessee mm-hmm. is that Baker gets the screen pass game. Mm-hmm. He gets well-timed screen passes where he can just throw the ball, you know, like like he's playing putt putt you know, and just, yeah. you know, bloop, boop, just throw it right over there, and then the running back takes off. <laughs> you know, and Tannehill doesn't get that as much, but we're seeing it a little bit more this year, and I think that's a good inclusion to the offense with Todd Downing. So, yeah. But all right, yeah, a lot to look forward to this week, a lot to pay attention to in that Casey and Tennessee game. Corday and Josiah riding on the Titans. We know it's going to be a good match either way. We both have it sitting here at one possession in terms of a win. And then we also have the bet on the Raiders and the Eagles game. So, yeah, you're going to see that on Facebook either way. You listen to the Cover Zero podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Give support to our sponsors and keep it locked here at SSAW. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements to CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. To find all of the links to follow us on social media and also to find more exclusive content, visit us at tssaw.com. See you next week.